And all right, we're back. It's the AGFFA report, uh, week six recap, week seven preview. Uh, maybe also a political podcast. We just had a long discussion about Trump and Biden and uh, you know the upcoming election. Um, I'm here with five total owners in the league. Uh, so I don't know, we might get more this time. That's uh, almost 50%. Got, yeah, yeah, we're almost there. Uh, we got Dan, you just heard. Hi, y'all. I see Gumby on. Howdy. Jeff, of course. And Ross to uh, finish it out. Hey there. So uh, let's do a quick uh, just take on how everyone's feeling after week six. Um, Gumby, you're undefeated. Are you like, you're obviously on top of the world. Do you think you're going to repeat what Rick and uh, Ramones did last year? Hey, it's, it's just one week at a time, man. <laughs> I'm not, I'm only looking one week at a, one week ahead at a time because uh, I don't know if you've ever watched it, but on the, on the, the, the preview stuff, <clears throat> I've never been favored. Not in a single game have I been favored this year at no point. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not resting on any laurels. I'm not just saying, I got it. It's all good. None of that because uh, this league's too tough for that nonsense. Yeah, I, so, I haven't looked to hear your playing this week, but uh, is it the same thing? You're not favored yep. again. I am not favored again. I am playing. Okay. I am playing Texas Savages, and I am a six-point dog. Wow. But the lineups aren't totally set yet, are they? Well, I Mine think is. at this point they probably are for a lot of teams. So I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to set a record for wins in a row or anything. I just want to win the whole thing. <laughs> and if that means I lose a few on the way, whatever. Get to the end goal, right? Yeah. How about you, Ross? You uh, stumbled first time this week, or past week. Yeah, it uh, was. Uh, it was a weird fantasy week. I mean, I don't think not not just for my team, but there were just a lot of low-scoring impact players, or you know, players that typically would be impact players, and. It kind of sucked because you had, you had uh, heavy hitters like Gumby and Whip that didn't even, you know, even even after all the uh, king making, they didn't even do that much. And there was there was games to be had, like uh, you know, uh, I I knew I was going to struggle. I had some bye bye week issues. I, I didn't expect to win, but it, it was it was a winnable game for sure. Yeah, Gumby with Aaron Rodgers. I mean. I was just like, thank God I have a chance because I just didn't get everything I needed in the first set of games. But there was a lot of bad quarterback play <clears throat> in the NFL this yeah. past week, and I think that that's why I think that's what what Ross was alluding to there. What what caused all that weirdness is that you know, Aaron Rodgers got me nine points, one hundred and thirty yeah, something yards, and two interceptions. That's ridiculous. That should be a loss for you, but yes, yeah. I had mentioned that scoring seemed to be down and, you know, bye weeks and all that kind of stuff certainly had a play in it, but it just seemed unusually low this past week. Yeah, I know, I know Shook stumbled. He didn't have a – Yeah. He knew he, he lost he, his quarterback, but – He made that big move to get – Break 100. Asmus only scored 69 points. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I crushed his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you sold too early, Jeff. That was the win you were looking for. You could have went on a huge winning streak now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So another thing, the trade deadline passed, and uh, I was kind of surprised. I, I I realized I didn't really do my part to keep advertising it and pushing it like one hour before, two hours before. But um, 
there weren't really any other moves that I, I, I saw that were made. Yeah, it felt like it had all happened at that point. Yeah, Mike, Mike Barnes, he asked me for after, some moves. I think Mike advertised for either selling or buying, but it was after the deadline. I think it was like Monday or Tuesday this week. Yeah, he, he was talking about Kenyon Drake and something else. I don't know. The deadline was actually yesterday at noon. Oh, oh okay, okay. I, I actually threw it out there because I lost to Gumby. I was thinking of selling Mahomes and Kelsey again. Um, but he was like, well, the best I've got is a third round. Is that enough? I'm like, hell no, that's not enough. I, was gonna, I wasn't going to sell Kelsey for a third round to Gumby. So he was trying to swing a deal with Jess and get her second round or first round or something. Uh, it didn't work. But anyway, yeah, so all the teams are where they're at, and uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how it finishes out the year. Um, Ross, you said kingmaking. Um, so we never really – A hot topic. Yeah, we never really discussed too much more last week on the podcast. I know during the week there was that Facebook post, um, and it all centered around that trade, I guess, I made with Jess for Mahomes. Gumby, you kind of – a big part of the opposite side of that so like well, I, maybe now's the time maybe we have to just talk about it with, with these so people. with with regards to that trade i don't i don't like the trade but it's completely fair within the current rules i would like to for us to collectively all of us not just the people on this on this podcast here but for all of us to figure out some way where we can eliminate the king making while maintaining some flexibility for owners to do trades and it's going to take some issues though. Yeah, it's and it's going to take some it's going to take some real thought and some real some real smart folks coming together and figuring out what that should look like. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I don't know that, the answer. Your your trade Gus is only part of it. It doesn't it's not the uh, you know the king making discussion was already on the table before your trade even happened. That's just like a subset a specific type of trade that we need to address, but there's a bigger picture with the whole king making thing. As far as that, I mean, I think I think you know, <clears throat> things that we can throw out is just eliminate the player to be named later because there's too much ambiguity in that and it, it leads to, to things like like what we've got right now. Um, yeah, I, I would say real quick to that, to the player to be named later, I think there's two options. You either just get rid of it completely or you make that little concession or, or, or addition to it where you just can't try to get back somebody like it looks like for Mahomes. It, it looks like a borrowing for a year, right? Right, 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 right. Uh, I think, uh, just, just eliminate the possibility of naming a player later. Just eliminate it. Just say you can't do it. So I, I agree with it. And, and since um, – and I take responsibility for uh, creating that type of trading instrument, and I'm it's sorry that it caused huh? – It's your fault. You blame you. I mean, I wait, wait, wait. It can't be Jeff's fault. You raised his ass. That's got to be your fault, Dan. Yeah. I raised his ass. By the transitive <laughs> properties of parent child, yes. Um, but no, I, I think um, there's. Let, let me put it this way I, I think that that trade, we can eliminate that trade, but I'm already starting to think about other trades that are equally dirty that could be applied in the league. So. We can get rid of that one specific trade, but I'm not going to say I'm not going to come up with another one that's just as cheap down the road, and not because I want to or because I want to circumvent the rules, but if if that's the only way that we can compete once you get to week five in the season, I got to do something. I, I got to figure out some way to do it. 
So I think the root cause here is the king making. If we get rid, right. like if that didn't right. exist, I would have never made the trade last year because Ross, you wouldn't have been able to get uh, what's his name uh, from the Waller. Raiders, Waller, yeah. Darren Waller from me, which I wanted him back as a keeper. And likewise, um, Gus wouldn't have tried to make the same trades with with Jess. And Gumby, you wouldn't have made the trades to get the players you needed as well. But the bottom line is that we have to. I have to come up with a new way to get these players as cheaply as I can, even if that means the trades are kind of dirty. I don't want to do that. I I really don't want to be a part of that. But it's the only way that I can – we can compete now. So we get rid of that part of it, the kingmaker part of it. I think – and, of course, if you want to get rid of the player to be named later and specifically call that one out and say it's gone, no problem. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The king making everything else, I think kind of falls in line. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you know, you want to, someone mentioned it in that big thread, but we we need to get back to where we're rewarding the the draft, you know, people who make moves in the draft and make moves on the waiver wire and not just, you know, there's no skill in just going and selling all your picks and getting all the best players. It it takes fun out of, out of what we, you know, aim for in the league. So, and, and Ross, you're right. And I want to bring up one point. I don't think I talked about last week, but um, I had an owner that I talked with um, after all this was said and done. And what this owner said was, from now on, if we keep going with king making, I'm not going to do the draft anymore. I'm just going to auto draft because the auto draft won't make any mistakes, and I should have a pretty decent team. And all I have to do then is sacrifice next year to get the rest of the pieces. So I don't really even have to draft, which is the worst scenario you could be in, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so. Which I, don't I, I don't know how you eliminate that if, without taking away the ability to trade future picks. You, I think we, again, we, we're not going to solve it here, but there's, there's some ideas that will still allow for the trading of future picks, but maybe there's a timing issue there. Like, I, I, um, uh, yeah. Like you can't trade future picks during the season. You do it after the season, sure. You can do it before the season, sure. But, or I'm sorry, you can do it after the season, but you can't do it during the season while it's going on. Then it's, there, there's none of this anymore. I mean, the only trades yeah. you're going to make are for player for player. And that's, I, I think that's kind of what we're leaning towards. Yeah. Um, but that, again, that's kind of a sledgehammer approach, too. That's saying, that's gone, right? And that does change the dynamic of the lead. So maybe there's other options about, you know, p- uh, picks you can trade and picks you can't trade or number yeah, of picks I think, you can trade. I right. think that if you have a if, – if you if you pull some, if you pick somebody in the first round, you should not be allowed to trade them for a future draft pick. Agreed. You know? Okay. We already okay. have the rule you know, where – You know, the, the three of the people you had wouldn't have been traded this year, Jeff. You wouldn't have been able to trade three of those people, and therefore you're not throwing top quarterback, top running back, top wide receiver to somebody and make somebody a, a champion. You're you're right, um, but also you got to look and say, well, okay, so that means I can't trade the 16th overall pick, but I can trade nope. the 17th overall pick. Yeah, and so, the 17th could be looking better anyway. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, what, well, what I, I had originally what I would propose second round is, is what I said because those. Those are non-keepable players. Yes. You know, so you we, should we already to... have the rule that says first and second round aren't keepable. You just you just add to it and say you can't trade them. Okay. Well, I think that's pretty that's pretty that, reasonable. That helps with the balance. You know, everyone has their top two picks throughout. Right. And, and in addition to that, we also want to make sure that everyone goes into the draft with those picks, or at least 
going up to the draft. Now, at the draft or right before the draft, you can trade down or do whatever, but everyone should be going into the draft with at least the same, you know, uh, uh, you know a minimum stuff. number. Yeah, which is, you know, I have, yeah, it, it should all. be a minimum number of picks and then. And then uh, you have your first and second round. Well, I wanted that, that, that can make or break your team, right? So you can't really. Uh, I think that's something we have to look at. That's a pretty fair argument too. I, I like uh, the idea. I, Just like you said, you can't you can't keep a guy for, in the first or second round. You also can't trade your first and second round picks. That's pretty fair. That's well, that's pretty good. Can, can I just suggest something? Can you maybe still trade them for players? You do player swaps, or not swaps, but you know you're you're gonna trade oh. your player for another player. Like that could still be on. The it table. might be better to word it in such a way as to where you say, uh, you can only trade a keeper eligible player for picks of third round or lower, and you can't trade anybody for else. You can't trade anybody else for picks. You can yeah. only trade keeper eligible players for third round picks or later. No, with and. No exceptions, right? Yeah. Or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So we're protecting first and second round picks every year going forward for every team. Yeah. And and those are always good picks to have. You feel like you have some strength going into the year. And then I think what would be nice to add is a minimum number of picks you have to enter the draft with. Something like that. Something you don't want to fill a roster. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth round, and they, you know, they don't have a team next year. So the only the only downside I could see to that. Um, just to play devil's advocate is that um, there could be, of course, there's, there's always a player or two every year that, you know, is drafted in the 11th round and, and they could be like a stud player for the team, but they decide they're not competitive like Terry McLaurin last year. Right. Or this year, James Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, now what you're saying basically is that it's easier for other teams to trade for those players because now they don't, they can't spend a first or second round pick. So now they maybe would be more willing to like teams would be more willing to make those moves to, to acquire those, those rare players that burst out of nowhere uh, because it doesn't cost as much. Now you can't get anything higher than a third. So maybe people would be more willing to do that now. So there could be that side of it. it, if, it does that make sense? Yes. Where I'm, where I'm coming from. Yeah. yeah it, it'll that. shift. It'll shift the, uh, the price tag on, on trades, but I don't, I think that's, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily a negative consequence of, of, of uh, I think we just adjust accordingly. Okay, can I be heard? Okay. Yeah. That's okay, a good, good point. I, I like the suggestion, I do. Well, and that implementing that would require, because the way we do the trades and the way we do future mm-hmm. trade picks, that would very much fall within our constitutional thing of rules that we vote on going to affect the next season. Because right. that would give everybody a season to get their picks back. Right. Yeah. So next year, nothing would happen this year. And next year's draft would be everything, every trade that's made is still valid from this year. But starting next year, you can't do that anymore. So right. um, that was, that we're was, saying was, starting in the 2021 season. Right. Yeah. Yes. Hey, I like the proposal. Um, yeah. Jeff, you need to write it up and flesh it, it out. It out there later. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Write that up and flesh it out to where it's worded correctly and clearly. So the idea is that <clears throat> typically when we make a change, uh, it doesn't happen until the following year. Right. right. What we're saying is we're going to make a change to the Constitution during this year 
which will be effective starting next year, right? Well, it's still prior to next season. Nothing changes this season. Right, right. But it would be in effect starting next year. Right. Okay. All right. That well, might... I mean, this is just the five of us speaking. It, it would be thrown right. out there in enough, you know, talk with anybody else in the league. Um, okay. Now, does does what we've already thrown out there, is that in and of itself enough to combat kingmaking? Do we want to do baby steps? Is there more that do it than just that? Or I think we'll still have a certain amount of that take place, but it wouldn't be for Christian McCaffrey so much anymore. Uh, it might be for like the next, the, like the, maybe the third tier players, you know, the, the flex position, which, the, which seems more, which seems more in line with, uh, I mean, well, if you try to compare us to like, like NFL, deals, right? it's just incremental, incremental things to help your team as you move towards the playoff. It's not, it's not, it's not as make or break as, as you know, what we're seeing. If you compare us to NFL teams, right, which is kind of what we try to simulate a little bit, uh, the Cowboys, I'm going to use the Cowboys as an example, right? Their offensive line is horrific. It's like a spaghetti strainer, right? All, everything just goes right through it, right? It's horrible. But do you think they would trade an asset like any of their skill players, Zeke or, or Lamb or any of those guys for offensive linemen at this point? Absolutely not, right? Because they know that's that's the future stuff. They're not going to do that. You're that's, I'm sorry. I may only interrupt you, but that's the point is that they don't look at this year and that's it. They're looking two, three, five years down the line, which um, I'm glad you mentioned that because one of the options that I was thinking about proposing was why don't we go to creating a salary cap dynasty league out of the Alamo Goliad League? Now, I know if this is probably not going to get enough support, but it's something to think about because in that type of a league, you can't plan for just this year. You've got to look at your salary cap and the contracts you have on your players and determine, you know, what's going to happen to me two years, three years down the road? And can mm. I really make this move? Or is this going to cripple me? Mm. Like I can make a kingmaker move this year, but my salary cap is shot for the next two, three years. Am I willing to not be competitive for three years just for this one season? And it, that, that it still allows it, but you better win it all because otherwise you're going to suck for a while. And that's an option. However, again, I, I think it's fun. I think it's a great format to play in. I don't think it'll get the support, even though I, I think a lot of folks that are in that other, in, in that format um, do enjoy it very much. But nevertheless, uh, it's an option. It, it's another option you know, if we can't get there. I, I agree. It won't get the support, especially in a 16-team league. There's going to—I mean, it, you might only have half that would even be willing to, uh, you know, explore that. So I, I don't—I don't see that happening. But it's radical. It is definitely radical. Well, I think we beat that to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, speaking of 16 teams. Um, I don't know if this is public knowledge, but I heard from an owner the other day that uh, they're seriously considering dropping out. And uh, I don't know, Jeff, is that worth bringing up publicly? Oh, I think it's a general statement to everybody. Um, if, if, if there's folks that, are, that listen, that are interested, or that kind of want to leave, um, yeah, I understand. I get it. We've had plenty of folks come and go through the league and, and uh, 
and you know it's always sad to see see them go um but we also have a lot of owners that leave and then later on want to come back and you know I, if you want to take lessons from the past and apply it here we have owners that are still on a waiting list to rejoin our league that left before and they want to rejoin. So, you know, just ask yourself, is this a one-year thing where I'm just kind of, you know, this, this thing has pissed me off and that's why I want to leave? Or is this, you know, something that's been going on for a while and you're ready to just go? You don't want to make a snap decision. And, I, and I'm one of the owners that was, that was pretty pissed off earlier this season. And I expressed it to our commissioner and, and basically I didn't, um, I let my emotions get the best of me. Um, there's that whole thing where if you're not in control, you're out of control. Well, I, I was not in control of my emotions and um, I regret that still. And I, again, I have to apologize Gus for putting that on you. Um, but I came back from it because I recognize that this league is, it's more than just playing fancy football to me. It's about staying in touch with the people that, um, that I've known for a long time and I care about. And yeah, it's fun. And yeah, it's competitive. I think it's gotten a little too competitive in some ways, but that's okay. Some people enjoy that. and that, There's nothing wrong with that. My point in saying all this is that if you're thinking about leaving, um, first of all, recognize that if we don't come to you and beg you to stay, that's not an insult. Okay. It just means that we've got people that do want to come back in. We don't want to see anybody leave, but if you do leave, we've got replacements. And that's why we're not going to say, well, what do we need to do to keep you here? We're not going to do that. That's just not going to happen. Um, and also recognize that sometimes people leave and they do want to come back. And, and it's a lot harder to get back in once you've left once. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. The other I, I, part of this, if, if necessary, just for the continuity of the league, if we lose an owner, two owners, three owners, four owners, the league continues. We, we can still play with 12 people and that, that's okay too. We can play with 14 people. We can play with 16. We, we can make it continue regardless of, of how many people are staying or leaving after this season. Yeah, I just wanted to add anyone who's thinking about it, like I, I heard from one owner and I'm, it sounds like it's a for sure thing, but who knows, it could change. It could be like Jeff mentioned in his uh, case, um, but please let me know as soon as you can, you know, don't, don't leave us kind of guessing and wondering. And I, I know we have a whole off season and you could always decide then, but um, the, the sooner the better. Um, and obviously, like Jeff said, it'd be great if the continuity stays, but, but yeah. Uh, that's all I would ask just for, for what I'm trying to do and make sure we, we have the league ready to go when it's time. So um, I don't know if anyone wanted to add to that, but I was ready to move on to uh, the other actual, like this current season now. <laughs> um, let me go ahead and share my screen and. Uh, Can I uh, say something first? Go for it. Um, somebody took down the Mighty Shook this past week. Nobody said anything about it yet. I thought I would throw that out there just to make sure everybody understands that, you know, although I projected myself to get three, maybe four wins, I'm at, what am I at? Four. I'm at four. I'm probably at my max at this point, but I did take down Shook and I took down who was supposed to be the number one team starting out. That's uh, you puppies. And, uh, you know, don't overlook the uh, guzzlers. All I'm trying to say. Got it. <laughs> yeah, Dad. After last year and what you gave up uh, going into this year, I, I could have sworn you'd be uh, bottom three or four team. But uh, look at you now. The current really rankings are seventh. seventh. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that brings up another point <laughs> I want to ask about. How does the waiver wire order work? 
It's go based the, on reverse or inverse uh, standings. So, okay. Can you go to the waiver wire real quick? Well, okay, I will. It's probably not going to be accurate for what you're probably looking for, but um, oh, I, I I know what I want to point out. <laughs> uh, where's the waiver order? I can pull it up. I realize I realize that it considers me the third place team because I'm the division leader, and I guess it doesn't take into account records or anything like that. But I am. Uh, where am I at on this thing? Well, this is the current <laughs> waiver order. But it's already run through waivers this week. So some people might not have used their spot and they moved up in the waiver order. At the beginning, after week six, the waiver order is set where the first person is uh, whichever team has the worst record and based on head-to-head losses, wins, whatever, um, points for, stuff like that. And it goes all the way down. Well, how was Ballzilla ahead of me? Because I didn't use my waiver this week. Yep. I picked the waiver. I, no, I pick I picked somebody up, but I got him in free agency, not waiver wire. Yep. <clears throat> I picked up the A B. But it's yeah, still that. Yeah, you <laughs> asshole too. I saw that story, but I was in the middle of a work meeting. <laughs> He's gonna get signed by it. the Seahawks. Can you imagine having A B from Wilson? That's like perfect. Uh, yes, I, I tried it like six o'clock last night. You know, I had no shot. I don't know what I was thinking, but I got him at six on all the leagues. I was like, oh, pick up AB. No, no, he was it. Everybody picked him up by like 315 every day. Yeah. Well, see, I, I had a spot open on my roster too, because I've been keeping one open. Oh, for AB? No, I was I was actually <laughs> keeping it open for like uh defenses and field goal kickers and stuff that I wanted to sub out uh, around bye weeks. Yeah. But A A B it came up on ESPN yesterday that A B was looking at getting signed by the Seahawks, and I was like, Oh, well, I could use that spot for that. That's cool. You better hope you don't blow your team up. I would not let him in my locker room. Well, we're under COVID restrictions at Baltilla, so he's he's isolated because of COVID, so he's not in with the other players right now. <laughs> so it's all good. I know. I, get, I, I say that even though, yeah, I tried to pick him up last night. So I'm just bitter. <laughs> Whose phone is ringing? Mine. That's a stupid computer. It picks shit up like that. Oh. <laughs> um... So yeah, power rankings, uh, Ballzilla. I think you were one last week, right? You yep. you stayed on, yeah. So very nice there. Good to see. Whip after all his moves, he uh, he's looking like a strong number two. I I think shook after the Dak injury. I know, Dad, you're bragging about that win, but you know he, he's he's pretty injured now, and and I don't think he made as many moves as some of the other teams in this league. So he's probably going to start falling down and savages and hook them could start moving in front of him. But credit to you, dad, seventh place. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Trying to get this thing back. I don't know what happened here. <laughs> um, the, phone call, the phone call screwed this shit up. I'm trying to get everything back on the screen. So this is the midpoint of the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we just passed the midpoint. So, and yeah, top eight teams will make the uh, playoffs, although this is just the power ranking, but uh, I think I'm in it currently as a four seed. Um, and, and yeah, Ross, I think you're the one seed in, uh, in whatchamacallit, in this conference, the Alamo conference. Is that a chihuahua? That's like a three pound dog, right? Yeah. 
guess yeah. just just so I can remember um, the conferences. Is it Rice and Smith on one side and Marino and Moon on the other? How's it's like, Smith what, and Moon say back there? <clears throat> it's Smith and Moon. Smith and Moon. Okay. Okay. And so then Rice and Marino. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah. So right now, Balzilla would have the one seed. Beer Guzzlers the two. Even though Whip has a better record than uh, ball, uh, beer guzzlers right now. So, And then wild cards would be Bubba Gump and Ramones. Well, you can click on the projected playoff bracket link and it'll show you all that right now. Yeah, it's just, it's never actually set up for like a conference, I don't think. Oh, I see that. Yeah. I clicked it over on mine and yeah, it's definitely not. Yeah, it's expect. all kind of weird. It, it, it takes the top uh, eight teams, which. Oh, it's got, it's got Jess at a number eight seed right now? Uh, yeah. Wow. That's that's GMF material right there, man. <laughs> yeah, her and dad. I, I mean, y'all gave up so much last year and still competing. So yeah. So um, so yeah. You guys want to get into the picks? Just a Let's minute. I got to start this over. Okay. Yeah, you might want to just exit out and jump back in. I'm sure it'll work that way. Uh, let me let me check this real quick. All right, so uh, I did get our games last week, and I recorded them. Uh, I know you left early, Jeff, and you did too, Gumby, but Jeff, you did terrible last week. You were one in five, uh, and your one win was whip, which pretty much everybody got except for Ross, who picked himself. <laughs> but uh, Gumby, you, you did the best at four and three. You jumped out at the last game. Your overall record's pretty good too. You're 17 and six. So hey, did I did I pick Dan to win that game? You uh, you did. Yeah. Ha. I, I told you, Dan. I know you had Ross. That. Ross did too. I had confidence. Ross is seven and six over and all overall. Jeff 21 and 17, and I'm 21 and 19. Uh, Dan is 23 and 17. So most wins, but not the best winning percentage. Um <clears throat> All right, so first game I've got is mine versus Scabs. Um, <clears throat> I'm really glad now that I've gotten past you, Gumby, and it sucks I didn't win, but, you know, at least you took CEH off his team, so he's not that much better. Um, I have a chance this week. I, I like my chance. Um, I, I don't remember if he actually – yeah, I guess he still has Keenan Allen that could be thrown out there. So it would make it a much closer matchup if he replaced Humphreys. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. Like I, I, I'm, I'm banking every week now on Mahomes and Kelsey until their bye week. Uh, and so I, I just, I got to hope for some 60, 70 point games. that will put me over the top on some teams. I, I might not need it this week, but the future weeks, like against savages and probably you Ross, uh, those are when I'm going to really need it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to pick myself. I know it didn't work last week, but I'm doing it. I don't think there's any way you lose this game. Really? Even after he fixes his lineup? <clears throat> Even after he fixes his lineup. So one of his big scoring things in the past was Amari Cooper. But mm -hmm. I don't know if you watched that Cowboys game. Uh, the Red Rocket has about a half second to throw the ball. Oh, yeah. Good point. And that offensive line is horrifically bad. Like the one in 15 season bad <laughs> it is awful. 
Is it really I would that be bad? shocked. If, I would be shocked if the Cowboys can win very many more games. They wasn't it just like two years ago you had the best O line in the league. Yeah, they're all injured hmm. or retired. Yeah, it just has dropped out. It's nothing now. And so Amari Cooper, yeah, he's a good receiver, but he's never going to get the ball because Andy Andy Dalton's going to be on his ass. So his whole fifth player ranking, that's just all because of Dak the first That was with Dak. Yeah, that was with Dak, with 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 uh, Dalton in there. And Dalton's not bad, but he's not going to be able to run around like, like Dak could. So Dak's a lot better in the pocket, moving around and even outside the pocket than Dalton could ever be. And with that offensive line being what it is and no Dak, Cooper is not a good receiver now. Well, he had, he had 20, he had 20, almost 21 points last week. Was it garbage time stuff or what? I didn't watch the, the entire, had, I turned it off. He had, 14, he had 14. No, he had, he had 20, 20 against Arizona. That is yeah. a shocking number to me. It did not seem like that many. It must've been, well, garbage time started in the second quarter. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that if there's any, if there's any direction that that offense is going to go, it's got to be down. I mean, they're not going to get better than what they are with Andy Dalton in there. So I think Amari Cooper, you're right. That's, that's a, that's a very generous projection, especially against Washington's defense, which is not horrible. They're not a bad defense. So I don't know, man, I, I'm going to pick Gus to win as well. I, I think, um, I think his team is, is ready. It's poised for the long term. So I, I think he's got a good team. He'll, He'll win this one and go on his on his run to get to the playoffs. And I hope so. You said Dynasty too, Gumby. Yep. Yep. What do you think, Ross? What's the latest on uh, McCaffrey? When's he gonna suit up? Not this week. <laughs> yeah. uh, probably next week, or you know, if they have a bye, it'll just be right after that. Yeah. Yeah, so I get one more week with Mike Davis, who last week wasn't his best week, but uh, he still got me double-digit points. Yeah, 10, just barely. That was another reason I didn't win, because he didn't get a 20-point game again. <laughs> I had picked a dynasty in this one. All right. What about you, Ross? Um. I, I'm not. I'm not impressed by his team outside of Deshaun. I mean, his running back situation is pretty dire. Um, I'll, I'll take you, Gus, as much as it pains me to take a divisional opponent. Now you're two games ahead. Three, actually, something like that. Uh, all right, that was a clean sweep. So nice. Let's see. Next is the Shamers versus the Pups. Oh gosh! Yeah. So yeah, uh, go ahead, Jeff. If you want to, you know, talk about yourself. Yeah, my team sucks, and yeah. uh, I basically all right. So I made a couple of moves last week because I'm planning for next year, and I'm looking at the James Conner situation in Pittsburgh and his long term, um, his long term future with the team. So I, I went out and acquired Benny Snell Jr. and Anthony McFarland. Not because I think Connor's not going to be on the team. I, and I know I've said you know, before that you know I just don't trust him as a as a running back. He's man when he's really when he plays he's really good. Um, there was a stat or an assessment of him last year that on a on a per snap basis for fantasy football purposes when James Connor plays and finishes a game 
he scores more points than Le'Veon Bell. And I think that's striking. The problem is, does he start and finish games? And that's the problem. Anyway, I'm thinking that he's not going to get his long-term contract from the Steelers. And so they're going to turn to Benny Snell, maybe Anthony McFarlane. I'm thinking, hey, maybe I'll, I'll sneak in and have a, uh, uh, the running back for the Steelers starting next year. I don't know, as a keeper. So anyway, um, I thought that my team, uh, just if I could put like the epilogue on my season, I thought that the reason why the fantasy gods hated me was because I drafted James Washington and then I cut him before the first week. And they said, well, if you're not going to root for your own team, we're going to smite you down. So I repicked James Washington back up, you know, just because I got to do something, right? So I was like, I got to get my karma right. I picked up James Washington. He had a really good game last week. Um, but that's basically all he's doing is, you know, you can see right there, I drafted him. Three days later, cut his ass. That's just dumb, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I totally screwed my karma up. Did you start um, him last so week? I had team is terrible i hate i'm embarrassed to say that i'm probably going to lose to the shamers um but you know what they deserve to win uh given how bad i'm i'm doing this year and and then basically saying i'm done uh they should beat me i'm still gonna pick me to win uh but it's gonna be a close one i'm gonna predict that i win um 144 to 80 in a close one yeah you are farcical (laughs) My comments and my notes on that game is that it, it's only uh, two two points. One, uh, you surrendered the season. Number two, you really don't have any starters. So I'm picking the Shamers. <laughs> brutal. Okay. That's brutal, yes. Any other takers for the Pups or uh, Gumby and Ross? Is this uh, – I can't believe yeah. I'm saying this looks so easy for the Shamers. Oh. Yeah, it does. I got to go with Shamers. I got to go with Shamers. I think the football guns are done with them. <laughs> oh, y'all suck. Jeff, it's, it's, it's next year. It's always next year, right? Always for me, yeah. It's always next year. Jeff is uh, the Dallas Cowboys of fantasy football. <laughs> oh, you mean I'm the Dallas Cowboys slash Detroit Lions, right? Because the Lions and the Cowboys are basically the same team. <laughs> and they have been for 20 years. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, next game is Shook, who's on a two-game losing streak versus Ramones. And, uh, I mean, it's a 16-point spread currently, but that's pretty high for Ramones for that kind of projection. Um, and, yeah, it looks like his best lineup's in uh, probably – yeah, looks like basically the same for uh, Shook as well. So uh, – I think Shook gets a bounce-back win. Yeah. How questionable is Hunt and Evans? I, it always feels like Evans is questionable every week. Um, yeah. I'll like to see what's going on with Hunt. He's, um, he's fine. He's got a rib injury, but he's he's been putting – you can read it on your own, but odds are he's going to play. He'll be all right. Did the Steelers basically – I mean, they shut him down last week, but there was no injuries during that game that you recall, right? No. Yeah. 
Only to his pride. Ooh, that was a good. That was a good showing by the Steelers. Yes, it was. Yeah, they're for I've real. Got, I've got more to say to that when we finally get to um, old what's his name, the running back from Tennessee, uh, Tractor Cito. Who? Tractor Cito. Tractor Cito. Is that his nickname? Uh, it's just on another podcast I listen to. They they call him that. Tractor Cito. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah, I've got some things to say about that uh, Steelers defense when we get there. Man, I like the Ramones' chances. I mean, Russell Wilson's coming back. I like his team. It's it's actually – I'm just surprised the projection is that much better for Shook. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I think I am going to go ahead and take a chance with Ramones this week. I, I, I think Russell Wilson could come out with another big game and just blows Tom Brady out of the water in that matchup. They're playing Cardinals? Yeah. That's a division. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ramones. That's Russell Wilson against a division opponent that has a very bad defense. Yeah. That, that, that guy could score that 70 points. That defense just shut down the Cowboys? That's not really – <laughs> that's not really saying a lot it was andy dalton ross yeah <laughs> andy dalton in an offensive line that you or i could probably make the red pop gun he's not even a rifle anymore yeah yeah i, I think the ramones can do this what do you think jeff you're shook dad are you there yeah i am i think it's going to be shook too i think uh I lost you. You dropped out. Okay. Did you, you hear there? Me? No, I, I now I can. Okay. Well, um, I think Shook is going to be uh, upset and pissed off because they lost two games, so they're pissed. I think they pulled this one out. Uh, yeah, Russell Wilson is the main point on the on the Ramones team. I like the running backs better on Shook. I like the wide receivers better on Shook. Um, I think Shook takes his one. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Next one is Sa Ooh, Savages and Ballzilla. Just yeah, like you said, I'm Gundy. A, I'm always an underdog. Wow. Always, always. I'm good with it. This is the game of the week right here. How's that the game of the week? Well, I'm just right. saying, like, it's it's a high total. It's close. It's obviously, like, yeah. I just need to get 20 points out of Aaron Rodgers, and I'll be good. Savages is, like, what, fourth in the power rankings? Third? Uh, yeah, something. They're pretty high up there. Yeah, fourth. Their record's at... Yeah, three and three. They've had some unlucky losses this year. How, much, how many points did Zeke get last week? Nothing. It's crap. Well, you have him on your team in another league? Yes. No. Oh, <laughs> last week, 10 points. Wow. That's a bust. Have you fumble. Put the rock on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't see Zeke being much of anything anymore with that offensive line. There's no holes. There's nothing to run through. And they're always playing from behind because the defense sucks. So I think that 20 point, that what are they given? 21.4 points projected. I think that is super generous. 
Hard to argue. Yeah. Against the R words. This will be this will be the telling week. If he doesn't do anything against them, then he's done. Yeah, I agree. They're still what are they tied for first in the division? <laughs> they are first in the division. Are they really? Yeah. yeah. Everybody else is everybody else lost last week. I mean, they still got a lean on them though. Like, I could they see them ha- getting twenty points. <laughs> they're a half game ahead of uh, Philadelphia in the division. The, the winner of that division could be four and twelve. I think mathematically. <laughs> <laughs> it's potentially true. They are all awful. Uh, but I, th- I think that that 20 points for Zeke is super generous. And I don't think that, uh, that uh, Bell's going to cut into CEH's carries too much just yet for me. Yeah, I so, would agree with that. And I, and I got digs against New, Jer- against New York, the New Jersey Jets. I got, <laughs> I got digs against the Jets, which that's money. Well, that so might mean money for that. Josh Allen too then. And that's who he Could has. Could be. Could be. Pass to uh, Diggs is plus one for Gumby. <laughs> Gumby. Okay, I'm looking at your flex. I think it comes down to this. You're rolling out AJ Green. Yeah, look at his points last week. I mean, I'd... one week. One yeah. Week? <laughs> look at his first five games. Well, I watched him. I watched him very carefully because I started him in most of those. I mean, I, I it really looks like your only other on option that. is Rob Gronkowski, but. Uh... And Gronk's got the same problem as, as Green, though, right? He's, mm-hmm. like, either really great or really awful. He's only been great last week, too. Same thing, bad. right? So it's the same thing. Green and Gronk are, are kind of the same thing there to me. Actually, yeah, going up against Swift isn't too bad either. Like, he had a blow-up game last week, too. But I will repeat. Right. Don't know. I'm going for you, Gumby. I'm picking Ballzilla. I, I, I'd like it if Savages loses one so I can get a better chance <laughs> in the playoffs. Well, I'm picking me. I always pick me. Can I predict a tie? <laughs> sure. You can. No. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Gumby here. I'm gonna go Ballzilla. Um, I think that the Zeke thing is, I, I think it's even worse than what you described. Described Gumby. I think Zeke is there's something wrong, and uh, I don't want to say it's all COVID, but. There was a there was a, a, a mm. thing on Twitter showing Zeke on the sideline. I think it was after his, I was after one of his fumbles, but the dude was heaving, like. <gasps> I mean, I, I was like, yeah, it, it causes man. permanent lung damage in many people. And so, you know, it's a I think it's a combination of things too, right? So Dak Prescott is out, which means the passing game isn't as threatening as it was. So you can line more people up in the box. The offensive line is injured very, very badly. I don't think we've got a starter left on the offensive line. And so and the defense is horrible, so you're always playing from behind. So I just can't see Zeke being the fantasy football force that he usually is this season. But they're playing against the Redskins. Redskins got an okay defense. Jeff's running him out for for his team this week. That's mostly because of the, Jeff, the the guy that surrendered this year. Um, still making crafty well this week. I just don't think I just don't think hmm. Zeke's going to be much of anything the rest of the season unless something drastically changes on that offensive line. He's not Barry Sanders. He can't do it by without a line. Can I help you? Well, what do you think, Ross? Uh, Give me Savages. 
Just because I'm voting for Gumby to get a loss. <laughs> and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ditto that comment and say I'll take the savages as well. All right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, M- no undefeated. Yeah, right. I get that. Uh, M team versus Whip. Damn, Whip has a the biggest projection so far. One sixty one. Whip. Whip. Yeah. Whip. Yeah. I mean, sorry, Gumby, or I'm sorry, right. Monty. The only a rough season mark. for Monty. The only question mark for Mike is Thomas. I understand he's got an injury now. Yeah, that's true. But he's got some but, weapons he could back it up. Chark right. or Drake, even depending on who he moves wherever. Him. Even without him, that's that's lopsided as hell. Yeah, no, I, I'd go whip too. No question about it. Anyone want to take the chance with uh, remote or I'm sorry, M team? No. Nope. All right. Let's see. Next game is uh, <laughs> Napalm, Jockstrap, and Beer Guzzlers. Oh, he uh, hasn't set his lineup. Yeah, oh. what's going on there? So he's he has Garoppolo on the bench. He'll throw him in. That's thirty-two Jimmy, points. Jimmy Guap. Yeah. Jimmy G. And then running back. He has J- Jalen Rashard or Trenton Cannon. Ugh. Man, that's sixteen-team roster. If I've ever heard one. That's pretty awful. But it should give him enough points to make this an even matchup. Uh, I don't think that's even. whoop his ass. Guzzler's gonna whoop that fucking ass. All right. You starting? You starting Bell this week? I got him up there, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. Right now I am. I love it, Dad. That's a great move. He's partying like it's 2016 in Pittsburgh. Yeah, baby. (laughs) You've got so many Steelers or ex-Steelers on your team. You've got Claypool, (laughs) Bell, Ben. (laughs) Claypool's my damn keeper, baby. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I'm taking Guzzlers. I'll take the Guzzlers. Yep. Guzzlers. <clears throat> really, no love for Rick. Thank you for your support, gentlemen. And I'll see you next week, Ballzilla. Yeah, I'll take Guzzlers too. <laughs> I guess we're all going Guzzlers. <laughs> I don't know anything about your tight end though. Who is Richard Rogers? He's the guy filling in for Zach Ertz this week. He'll be the oh, starter. Okay. Yeah, because Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz are hurt there. So he's the starting tight end now. Doesn't Goddard come back soon? I don't know. He Good. was pretty pretty jacked up. I thought he was out for like four weeks, but anyway. That was like four weeks ago, though. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hook'em versus Bubba Gump. And it looks like she hasn't really updated her lineup fully. I, I see she has Boston Scott who should fill in for Miles Sanders this week. Is that tonight? Uh, uh, yeah, actually that is tonight. Hmm. Uh, is your lineup basically fully set, Ross? Yeah. yeah. What happened to Robert I... Tanyan? Did he just have a bus game last week? Is that what it was? Well, they, they were behind so far in yeah. the start of the game. I mean, I don't. That, that was 
Aaron Rodgers didn't do shit that game, so it's hard to say. Any Packers were jacked up last week. Yeah. They just got their ass kicked. I don't know why he's questionable. You have a backup tight end just in case? Oh, yeah, Cameron Brate. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, Cameron Brate, just hoping he gets you more than a dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're going to have a tough decision again with that quarterback. Herbert or uh, Joe Burrow. Both have decent matchups this week. Who's Joe Burrow playing? Cleveland? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's I don't think that's a tough decision. Herbert looked yeah. pretty badass yeah. on Monday night. Yeah, yeah. And Jacksonville's nothing nothing special. Uh, I, I, I kind of see A-Bears. That might be your keeper quarterback forever, dude. That guy was a badass. If he continues, yeah, it could be. Who's well, your they, keeper again this year? Was it Cup? Yeah, Cup and Eckler. Oh, yeah. Oh, Eckler. How was Eckler looking before he got hurt? Good. Really? Yeah, click him. Yeah, he had a 31-point game. One point. Yeah. And then Vita Vey or whoever for Tampa Bay probably stomped on him. <laughs> Almost killed him. <laughs> I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Hookham to win and I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna make this comment about the Tennessee Pittsburgh matchup because we do need to at least talk about it briefly. But um, I talked with another owner um, the other day and um, you can figure it out as we go through there, but they have Pittsburgh's defense. And uh, this owner said, I'm worried about starting Pittsburgh's defense because of, um, you know, Tennessee's offense. And I can't, the, his name escapes me, the running back for Tennessee. Henry. Um, that's right. That's right, Henry. Um, and I said, man, if, if I were you, I'd start Pittsburgh. And if I was starting Henry, I'd be worried about starting him against Pittsburgh's defense, not the, not the Steelers. Because – we're legit, man. I mean, they they destroy the running game. And then after that, we've got not one, but two shutdown cornerbacks in the secondary and a ball hawking safety. I mean, our defense is for real. So Tannehill, okay, good luck, man. It's This might get ugly. And I'm not really worried about Henry running all over us. And I just think that this could be a game where, you know, you look at it and then say – yeah, of course they got their asses kicked. Pittsburgh's got a, you know, the best defense in football this year. It's just the way it is. So that's my stance on that. Um, if you're starting Henry, I wouldn't bench him, obviously, but I would not be expecting a whole lot out of his game. I guess that goes for uh, touch me down. Well, you yeah. can't you can't bench him. Right. I was just about to say the same thing. There, yeah, he's on that list of players that it doesn't matter what the matchup is. He's your starter. No, sure, sure. I, I'm I mean, not saying mention, but don't expect a lot out of him. Unless he was on, like, Mike's team where he has, like, 10 deep, you know, roster of good starters. But, uh, but yeah, right. I agree with you, Gumby. I, I'm picking Hook'em here. I, I don't know. Is anyone willing to pick Jess? No. Nope. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. All right. And... It's like the last game is that one with Touch Me Down and uh, Derrick Henry, which just so we double check, he does have Justin Jackson as an option. So maybe. 
I'm not expecting Henry to get if he gets twenty point four points, he's gonna get some garbage time out of that. Yeah. Man, I feel bad for Asmus. Saying he's gonna get twenty points. That's a disrespectful move against Pittsburgh. You cannot tell me he's gonna get twenty points. Come on, man. That shit out of here. Well, don't they play each other somewhat regularly? What did he do last time against the Steelers? Uh, I think last time I think we did play them last year. I don't remember what he did, but I can look it up. That's a former division opponent, not a current division opponent. Yeah, I don't remember anything bad with uh, Derrick Henry in the past. So, <clears throat> against the Steelers. Wow, uh, <laughs> Ross, do you see who uh, Asmus is starting for his running backs? He's starting both Gordon both, and Philip. Both guys. Ooh. That can't Ooh. be right. But yeah, I mean, are you sure that's not the Ramones? Are you sure that's not the Ramones? I know. <laughs> He's starting Tim Patrick, too, for Denver. This Good looks grief. like the Ramones, like, fake team. Thanks. <laughs> hmm. May as well start Drew Locke. Yeah. I'm going to pick Touch Me Down. Um, I think his team turned a corner last week. I'm pretty sure he won, and uh, he's pretty good doing it, too, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I think Smuffs may not get another win this season. <sighs> Yeah, that's rough to see. I'm going to play contrary on this one, <clears throat> and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, Kyle Allen, quarterback. Of course, they're playing Dallas, but uh, David Montgomery, I had him last year, and they used him poorly. I know he's doing okay this year, but I don't have a whole lot of faith in them. And they're playing the Rams, so I don't expect much from that. Uh, Robert Woods, he could be all right, but they're playing the Bears. I don't know about that. Uh, let's see. Who's the next one there? Who's that? Lashenka? No, fuck that. He's questionable anyway. <laughs> I'm taking the Smuffs, baby. That's one way to get ahead in the pick Well, you know, it's like, you know, he's got those two running backs in there, and they're on the same team. Uh, if Denver, who are they playing? Who's Denver playing? KC. Kansas City. Holy fuck. Okay. He needs to swap <laughs> out one of those running backs. But for who? Carry on Johnson? Oh, uh, well, no. Who else does he have? Deion Lewis? <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Anyway, I'm still taking the smuffs. Just uh, circle back. The last time Derrick Henry played the Steelers was in uh, 2017. This is a November game. Derrick Henry had seven carries for 32 yards with a long of 16, no catches, no touchdowns. And the Tennessee Titans got trounced 40 to 17. Thank you. A lot has happened in three years, though. That was Marcus Mariota led. And, you know, I th we probably had Shazier then back in 2017. Yeah, we did. So. I don't know. The defense might have been similar enough, but I, I expect a, a trouncing this time time around too for the Steelers against the Titans. So, all right. Uh, wait, I didn't get your pick, Jeff and Gumby. Uh, I'm gonna go with Touch Me Down because the Smuffs have decided to roll with the Cowboys defense, which is the most illogical <laughs> move this week. 
They're the they're the last ranked defense. <laughs> That's the most illogical move in fantasy football this week. Neg- they're averaging negative points. You'd be better not even playing. <laughs> well, he. I rest my case. Overall, for negative pick. points. That's bad. <laughs> I told y'all I was watching the football game a couple of weeks back with Tess, and she don't really watch football much. And I saw I turned around and told her I said, "This is the worst defense I've seen the Cowboys put on the field in my entire life." And the next, like, three minutes later, CBS came up with a graphic that, yes, it is actually the worst defense the Cowboys have had since 1960. And averaging minus 1.7. Their yeah, the best week was seven points, and they got a touchdown that week. Wow. <laughs> That's so bad. Wow. They've, they've got – yeah, take that away, and, and they're negative in that game too, right? Yep. So he, he, yeah, you're right, because it's the fumble or interception, whatever it was, probably. Well, he can oh. with any defense. He could always – doesn't he have another defense down there to pick? He has the Vikings, but they're on bye. I don't know why he's saving them. Yeah, there's that too. Because <laughs> they're playing Green Bay next and then Detroit. Oh, my gosh. Asmus added the Cowboys yesterday to his roster. Whoa. What? He's, he's going for the number one overall pick. He's, he's taking for uh, yeah, Trevor. He's like, what's the worst defense? Oh, okay, the Cowboys. I mean, they, they've scored in the negatives four out of six weeks and probably should have had five out of six. This is a this is terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Good luck, Asmus. I'm going with uh, Touch Me Down. I dropped the Lions defense. Maybe he'll pick them up. Maybe. That would be an upgrade. Yeah, yeah cause Anything would be an upgrade. Them. The Cowboys are awful on defense. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. It's been a tough season to watch that team. <laughs> There's a lot of quit on the defensive side of the ball for, for Dallas. There is. And I, I haven't missed any games. I've, I've, I've watched every snap. But, oh, my gosh, sometimes it's been tough to swallow. It's not just yeah, Dallas. It's... The Texans, too. It's all the Texas teams. They look bad this year on defense. Mm. And the Cowboys players talking about the coaches not knowing what they're doing and stuff. I, I want to know, you know, at what point are they going to, uh, you know, look themselves in the mirror and say, wait a second, the coaches aren't out here trying to tackle people or not trying to tackle people. And also, I thought all the problems were like the defense was too simple. That's why we just sucked last year. Yep. Randy Gregory. Yeah, 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 he's starting, yeah. right? He's starting this week. So, I, with regards to the Cowboys' defense, do you guys have you ever guys have you guys ever heard of a receiver named uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. Or Larry Larry Fitzgerald? Do you know those guys? Fitzy and DeAndre. Yes. Do you do you think it would be wise to cover them with somebody? Anybody? To like put well, a person on them? Christian Kirk back there. <laughs> but yeah, how about that Christian Kirk guy, huh? <laughs> they didn't even cover those two on some plays. Like nobody was even near them. I honestly think they, they ought to take a look, and um, I know they're not going to do this, right, but if hmm. there's a culture issue there and they've got the players on the defense pointing fingers at the coaches, um, I mean, honestly, they should just cut them. I mean, because they, they – they're but they won't because it's the same thing with – it's always been with Dallas. You know, you're going to get your contract early or you're going to be – don't worry about it. You're going to be taken care of. Jerry Jones will take care of you. So they really have no fear of a coach. They, they have no, there's yep. no repercussions. That's been true so since 1995. This is what you're going to get. And 
honestly, like if this happened in Pittsburgh, I would not be or or pick pick a team, right? If it happened to the Titans <clears> or the 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 Patriots or hell, even the Saints. The Saints sat one of their studs a couple what last week because Michael Thomas threw a punch at somebody. I mean, they're, yeah. well, they're look at look it. at what look at what the Steelers did, right? So, like, what three years ago, their number one and two offensive weapons was Bell and Brown, right? Yeah. Troublemakers, gone. After it got control, yep. And it didn't matter that those were the best players on the team. They were causing trouble, and they were gone. And the team's doing just fine without them. Well, they took their hit for a year, and then, yeah, they're back to normal. Yeah, I'd love to have. I'd love for the Cowboys to be in that situation where where you've got a longtime coach that's backed up by ownership, and the players are fall in line or go. I think the the Jerry Jerry's getting old i think that that's the only thing is like he he cares so much about the people around him the coaches the players and i, I it's just unfortunate because that's great no you can still be close with your players but also have a, a policy of look this is the team you're on right if you want to be cut week six in the nfl season good luck finding a job after you get cut um but otherwise, you go out and bust your ass every week. That's your that's your job. Um, if you got a complaint, you can keep it in house. Talk to your team captain. Talk to your talk to your position coach. Talk to me. That's fine. You start pointing fingers and causing fractures that get out there. Man, they they gotta blow that up. They they gotta blow it up. And if they go into it next year with the <clears> same group, what's how's it gonna be any different? You run won't. into some problems and then. You know, the same complaints coming out. No. It won't. It's a I'm shame. Gonna, it really is a shame. This. I'm going to say this. Um, I feel like Jerry Jones. I have a lead in a division that's pretty fucking weak right now. And uh, he's tied for the lead. Uh, he's liable to take over the lead after this week, maybe go on a three, four game winning streak and get in with a 6-10 record. And, uh, you know, I may get in with a 6-6 record, win the division, maybe. Uh, I feel like Jerry Jones, you know. It's like manna from heaven that you're in that fucking division. That's what he said. So, Jerry, how you doing, buddy? (laughs) If you're not legitimately going to compete for the championship, I mean, jeez. I don't know. I feel bad for Mike McCarthy, too, frankly. I mean, That's a bad did, situation. Know what he was stepping into. What all the all the high hope and hype was when they hired him. Yeah, guy with experience. He knows how to run a team and blah 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 blah. And yeah, I feel bad for him too. I don't know what's going on with that team, but they suck on offense. They suck on defense. Did it, did that because that quit on Garrett? Because what's that? Quitting like they played for him at least, right? I don't think there was really any quit on Garrett. I mean, they were they were competitive most weeks. It seems like they're quitting on McCarthy, though. Like, that defense is just not playing. They're awful. As... They're fundamentally bad. And I, they're bl- yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah, they're fundamentally bad, and they have some good players, which makes it really weird. That's the thing. That they, they should try to pick up Earl Thomas. Well, he said he wanted to go to the Cowboys in the offseason, but they couldn't get a deal done. I mean, who cares now if he sleeps with his brother or whatever? Like, just pick yeah. the guy up and let him go knock some heads off. 
He's what? uh, he, I think he's starting on his couch this week, so <laughs> seems like the price will be pretty good. What, Jeff? You didn't hear that story about Earl Thomas oh, yeah, back in the offseason? yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, that, that's a weird story, dude. He was cheating on his wife or fiance or whatever, but he was having like orgies with his brother and other girls at the same time. Devil's triangle with your bro. You guys heard about the, uh, you know, Odell Beckham was really a number two receiver, didn't you? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Maybe he should go to uh, Dallas too. I, I feel bad for all the Cowboys fans. Gumby, I'm sorry. I, I I know. And David, I know you're a Cowboys fan. When you listen to this, I'm sorry about that. Marty, How can you feel bad for them, Jeff? They're like close to the lead in the division. Like they're going to be fine. If anything, you should feel bad for the Texans fans that are in this uh, league. We don't like, even have a coach. Yeah. <laughs> they fired the coach. They're one in five. They, they've got Deshaun just like wasting out there. It's – Okay, Sucks for Houston. We're gonna get the enemy. We'll be okay. Uh, is that the know, KC guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I don't feel I feel worse for the Cowboys fans because I just I don't see any hope. Like I, I honestly don't see any hope there. At least with the Texans, they got yeah. they've got yeah. they've got the Texans are gonna start over with a new head coach, and I think that they've got a team with some really good leadership on it as it is from the player's side standpoint. I question what's going on with the Cowboys in the locker room. I would have thought that it had been, you know, Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, you know, that would be like, these are the, these are the leaders, right? Um, Dak Prescott, he's the leader on offense, but I, there's something wrong there. There's something wrong with the team. And I don't know, I, I just feel worse for them because nothing's going to change. It, it's not, it's not going to change for the Cowboys. The, the, Texans the Texans are the Texans are opposite in what y'all were saying earlier, and that that organization does not put up with knuckleheads at all. I mean, like there was the rumor of Earl Thomas coming to the Texans, and that got nipped in the bud right away. It's like, no, they they keep their locker room pretty straight. It seems like, anyways, at least. Yeah. They just it helps need- when they have a guy like JJ Watt there, who, you know, he he's kind of like the gatekeeper for all that kind of stuff. It seems like. All yeah. the shitty play that someone could exhibit on the field, and they're like, "Nope, not on this team." Um, was yeah. Eric Bieniemy? Was Eric Bieniemy the running running back coach for Kansas City? Wasn't he a Steeler running back? I have a special teams. I think he was with the Steelers, and I don't know if he started out coaching with the Steelers or with Andy Reid. I, I don't remember. Uh, let's see. But they're talking about him being a head coach next year. Yeah, he's like the candidate. He's the head candidate for like the open jobs right now. He's never been with the Steelers. No. He's the quarterback whisperer. Well, that's what Bob was. So that's scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that guy was an egomaniac. Yeah. You guys, I feel bad. Get out of here. I feel bad for Bob. That's all I'm going to say. But, yeah, I got to end this, too. So, uh, thanks for being on, as always, and uh, hopefully talk to you guys next week. Thanks for having us together, guys. Take care. Later, guys. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.